Welcome everybody to the Jake Kingdom Hour. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you all was listening in on Wednesday night for the LGE show, it was not going on at night. We had a long night, uh, so we postponed it to next week. It was my honeymoon. Yes, it was his honeymoon. Yes, Master Dex is off the market. Sorry, folks. Officially. Yeah, and I'm the one that officiated it, so we know it's official. Paperwork turning and everything. Yep. You can now officially call yourself a minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going there for it. But anyway, folks, uh, I want to thank everyone for supporting us and supporting my boys and my girls and the ladies of the kingdom. For without you folks, we wouldn't have a show and we wouldn't be what we was. So I want to thank everyone for that. So let's get straight to the subject. Uh, so... I'm going to tell people about something that I knew was coming already, and it was the whole demassing thing. If you was fully vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask. Well, guess what? Come next week, starting on Monday, you will be back to wearing masks, folks, indoors and outdoors. St. Louis City and County and other cities will be following. You are back to wearing masks. And I'm going to tell you why you are back to wearing masks. A lot of people took advantage of the vaccination thing where they was like, you can't make me prove if I was vaccinated or not. And I don't want to wear a mask. So I'm just going to walk around and say I am or make you think I am because I don't have to show proof because it goes against HIPAA. Yes, folks, it's a federal law called HIPAA that says the government can't make you show evidence of your medical paperwork or history. Now, with that being said, now for the ones that they're trying to make mandatory that people come in to eat in restaurants, shows, movies, hotels, or whatever, they will be breaking the federal law that was mandated that says you cannot force a person to give you their medical paperwork. Now, with that being said, what people need to do is they need to go back, retrace their steps, and say to themselves, do I want to give up my right or do I want to protest for my right? Because your medical history is your business. They can't make you give them your information just to eat in their establishment. So this is what's going to happen to all those places that say they're going to do that. They're going to lose a lot of business. And the reason why is because of the simple fact. There are a lot of vaccinated people who feel like they don't have to show you their business because that's their privacy. There's going to be a whole bunch of unvaccinated people who are going to sit here and say the same thing. Like, you can't make me show you my info. That's my private, personal business. If you go to a doctor's office, they sign a paper that says, and give you a paper, that says, this is your right. No one has the right to share your medical information only if you want to. No one can force you to give up your medical information. Now, a lot of people don't realize what I'm saying, so I'm going to ask the rest of the kingdom if they know what that means. Young Rockster, what does that mean? I mean, this is what we all understand. You can't force somebody to show you something up there, probably, to be honest. But my, my main question is, if y'all can't get it, go against the HIPAA law, don't that mean y'all can't try to make us get them? Yes, they can't force you to put something in your body against your will. Because as an American citizen, you have the rights over your body to say yay or nay. Because they talking about they going, they trying to talk about making, getting the vaccine mandatory, even if you don't want it. Like I told my sister when she told me about this, it's a law prohibiting them from doing it. They go against their rights and could be beliefs or anything else. Because some people don't believe in modern medicine. 
and that goes on a religious standard. So you really can't touch them. Mm-hmm. Now let's see. Well, I feel like you said this thing right. Everybody don't believe in taking medicine or anything that consists of going to see a doctor or a hospital. Somebody can be bleeding out, but if they don't believe in hospitals, pain medicines, or any type of medicine, they're there and they'll bleed out. That's like I give it right now. Yeah, that's their right. They can sit here and decide to take the vaccine. Like, I know somebody who sat here and they said that they went to apply for a hospital job and they made it to where they had to <coughs> get vaccinated. They had to get the shot in order to get that job to get hired. And I think that's crazy. That's that discrimination. Yeah. I think that's crazy that you sit here and you blackmail somebody like that and say, oh, if you want this job, you got to get this shot. If you don't get this shot, you just won't get this job. It'll be all that mad question. And that's, that's just messed up. Buzz. Because you don't know what they could be going through. They could be on that last leg, and this could be the job that they need. And they could have kids. But one thing I have noticed that they did kind of sneak that little way around that one because for you to work in a restaurant, you have to go and prove that you have your hippo shots. And what kills me with that is if you don't have your hip A and your hip B, then nine times out of 10, you're going to find a way to work in a restaurant because they require the hip B shot. And you have to have both of those. Even when you're going to school now, they make your kids have to take both of them. If they're going to a certain grade, they have to have both of them. Not just one, they got to have both. So, Master Dex, what do you think? What about the COVID-19 vaccine or just vaccines in general? Well, it's more of them trying to invade your rights by making you show proof that you have this shot just so you can eat in their establishment or sleep in their hotel or a simple pretty soon i guess the grocery store is going to try to pull it they really don't move people in so what you think max i don't think they should do a mandate of proof of vaccines until they can give us proof that the vaccine works on a concrete level yeah because you can't sit here and just say oh you gotta get this vaccine but it don't work I see, a, die anyway. I see a 90% success rate and I see 10% of us dying. Exactly. Because so they, with a family of bigger than 10, that's like you can expect one of yours to die. Now, mm-hmm. uh, my thing is that this is how I see it. So, I will say, well, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. I don't care what you do, but for the love of God, this time around, please wear your masks. Please. Tired of this. All I don't right. mind wearing the mask because it's something we have to do to save our time. So if we don't wear the mask, to just. I don't know how to explain it. It's irritating. And then they get mad at you when you're working in a place like that and you tell them, oh, can you please pull your mask over your nose? Like, Funny story. Come on now. It don't go through your now that goes through your nose. So I was uh I was at work, right? And a customer came up to me and said, Can you help me? I said, Yeah. And then someone came up to her that works for me and she's like, No, she's rude, she's racist. I don't want to work for her. Now she explained to the lady and was trying to is all I asked you to do was pull your mask up over your nose. She's an older woman, and she doesn't want to catch anything. If she's wearing her mask, and all she has to do is just put it up over your nose like you're supposed to, because it is airborne, and it is spread it from the nose, the breathing. So what was the problem with doing that? Why would you say she's racist because she's only asking you to pull your mask up? I can see if she said, I don't want to help you or get out of my face. All she says, can you please just pull your mask up over your nose like you supposed to wear People walk around with these masks below their nose, and guess what? You're not protecting yourself. Not at all. 
it needs to be over the whole bridge of the nose all the way down to the chin. That's how the mask is supposed to be worn, not at the lip down. It's from the top of the nose down. So the proper way to wear your mask, and we're going to walk you through it. Take the mask out. Put ear to ear. Put over a cap of nose all the way down to chin. If it raises up, pull it down to the chin. That is the proper way to wear a mask. Please, folks, if you want to get out of this pandemic, wear your mask. You need to wear your mask the right way. Yeah. And stop trying to be slick and slime. Like, I'm gonna wear here. At least I got it on. People get sick every year from the flu and they die from it. And one is because people cough and they breathe and they're enclosed in environments. And that's why Corona was so easy to spread. Because people are just nasty. Now, the trick to this is when this year kicked in and people wear a mask, guess what? You heard nothing about the flu or N1H1 because it couldn't spread because everybody was masked up. All they could do was sit in the air like, where to go next? And then when they finally did find somebody that wasn't masked, it's like, okay, we got a carrier. Now let's hit them hard. Wear your mask. It's not hard. <coughs> Excuse me. Just like now, nah, just cough. I put my hand over my mouth. It's all about common decency. And common sense. Like I said, you know, people just got to think. So, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and move to the next subject. But I want everybody to know what was going on. Me, did you want to say anything or you good? You good? All right. My baby me, so she's good. So the next subject is we're going to talk about this stimulus bill that is being worked on called the infrastructure. So the infrastructure is a bill that they created that's going to so-called pay for streets and different things like that to get fixed, more medical equipment, more hospitalization, Biden's Medicaid bill where it's supposed to be where you virtually pay nothing and they cover you on this insurance. It pays for the extended food stamp benefits that people are getting. It pays for the tax credit that people are getting from the popular payment and the tax child credit, which they tried to call it for students, but it wasn't because everybody didn't get it. Now, what they want to do is they want to create this bill and it's about to go through the Senate and then go to the House because it's a Senate bipartisan bill. Now, here's the thing. America, they say by the next couple of months, by October, will be broke, as they said, because of the debt ceiling. So they want to take the money from Trump's last little Medicaid bill put that on hold, take the funding from that, which is a couple of trillion, and put that to pay for the infrastructure bill, which everybody's agreeing in doing. So they're saying by Monday or Tuesday, they should have a vote, and then it goes to the House. Now, there has been so many people sending signatures in to the president and Congress, mayors, governors, saying, hey, we want a fourth stimulus check. We want that other payment to help us keep building ourselves out. But the government is failing to realize, you say you're not making money, but in reality you are. Because the first thing people do with their stimulus check is they hurry up and go pay bills. They go buy things for the house. They buy things for the kids. They buy cars. They buy big appliances. That goes into your economy. Your economy then feeds you by taxes. Your taxes is back up because if all of America is going to the store and spending them stimulus checks, bless you. Bless you. Now, if they take this stimulus check money and they put it back in the economy, because I can pretty much tell you, a lot of people did not save that money. They spent that money quick. So you're getting the money back. So it's basically giving money to make money. And you're going to double the money you make because the people who wasn't giving you money at first is now able to give you money. You keep saying things are collapsing and falling, but 
what it is the honest of god truth is you're not telling people the truth about yes america could technically go broke but we have too many fail safes too much money that's stocked away in gold and bonds and stocks that keep america where it's at trust me this country is not going broke no time soon they use these threats like inflation and uh debts and all that but you gotta look at it so this country one prince's own money <clears throat> two our currency is the only currency that is accepted in all countries all right there are some currencies you can't go to another country and use but only american federal u.s dollar can be traded in any country any place anywhere and with that being said you have to look at it so we sit here and so with that being said you have to uh think to yourself what is the truth about our economy our money and our future that they keep saying it's going nowhere so they turn around and they use these as scapegoats they use these as scapegoats to feed us the misinformation give us bad guidance and scare us really good and the average person that don't know gets scared so Dex, I sent over you. What do you think about the whole economy hype? The economy hype, building off the last stimulus bill and this new child tax care credit. I think, as well as the surge in reemployment from the pandemic, the economy is doing really well, but there is still a need for. I guess this term would be some federal reimbursement for a lot of impoverished Americans that are still affected by this pandemic every day and by other um, economically crippling things such as medical bills, student loans. There's a lot of people out there that need a lot of help. I'd say 300 a month people with children is not enough. <coughs> Everybody in America should get money for whatever they need. Something like, um, what was his name, Yang proposed, the universal basic income, regardless of whether or not you're employed. Or at least make the minimum wage to where you can live off of it, like it was intended to be when it was implemented in the 40s. Sure, it was 25 cents an hour, but back then, 25 cents an hour got you a two-bedroom house, a car, and enough food to feed a family of four. Why not now? I mean, when gas was a dollar or 50 cents a gallon. I remember my grandma told me a story one time about how gas was eight and a half cents a gallon. Okay, that was way before my time. <laughs> you best believe she was born in, like, 1936. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of cars out there. What's, I don't think. There yeah. was a lot of cars out, but. And you had Ford, Chevy, Volkswagen. Yeah. No, I'm saying actually out on the streets. Yeah. Like, people drive them like we do now. Like, anybody, even a broke man can get a car. But back then, a broke man could even look at a car the wrong way because they couldn't afford it. Back then, yeah, cars were for the rich. See? But a lot of people still had horses as well. Wow, I just see now riding down King's Highway on your horse. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. It's just a little STL humor. Because, you know, we still got streetcar tracks in the street. I'm just imagining someone riding up King's Highway on a horse today. <laughs> on a wagon. Don't get the wagon. Both probably got some grills and some 30 inch wooden rims. Bumble Tupac. All eyes on me. Oh, uh, shout out to Weird Al and Pac. Shout out to them. I love Weird Al. But, uh, so, what I was, another thing I was going to ask Dick is, so, you got to look at this. 
So they got the whole all wind debt. We don't want to give out money. The economy is doing bad and all that. But what I don't understand is this. When you come up and you have all these side projects where the federal government money is being put to the side and then all of a sudden you pop up with money when you need it, why come they didn't use the money when they first had it? Or was they keeping that for themselves is the question. Absolutely. I can see them keeping it for themselves. And people always ask when they talk about stimulus checks and universal basic income and things like that, where would the money come from? Me. All right. Now, how much money the feds take out of our paychecks just in taxes? Yeah. Medicaid. We need to come up and say that we don't want that money to be used overseas. We'd rather have it here in health care and tuition. Make life affordable. Straight stinger. Rocky, what do you think, man? Think about his wage or something. Think well, about how much of the military budget comes from our taxes compared to education and health care. <clears throat> yeah. Like, so we need that military budget. $800 billion a year? Yeah. And we're going to keep it that way, okay? <laughs> because like my favorite comedian, Dennis Berg, said, Russia, Germania, they can all have a big march down Tenement Square. But you know what? We have the bomb. Okay, two words: nuclear weapons. So, Dennis Lyric in his song. He had a clearance on his head. But anyway, Dennis Lyric is a shout out to Dennis Lyric too, folks. Love my comedian. But uh, I mean, you gotta admit, some weird things do happen with money. And yes, the government does have money put to the side. And we got money that we can cut from other things other than the military. So we're going to leave Uncle Sam alone. Because I yeah, well, support let's cut the military. Help yourself. I'll be the first one to cut the red tape. But PetSmart is not. Let's have a Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm oh, going to be PetSmart is not a part of the federal government spending. Things like transportation, that's part of the government spending. Things like FBI, CIA. I mean, do we really need the CIA? Yeah, you need the CIA. How you think we know what the Germans and Russians are doing? Come on, man. Stan messed up with Francine, and she was never the same. You worked with the CIA. Wow. Remember what type of show we on, buddy. I know another good source of income they could use for this. Marijuana. They say in order to fix every road in America, every man and woman and child would have to smoke $2,500 worth of marijuana a year. I say, let's fix these roads. Yeah, man, let's fix these dips. Yeah, man, I mean, yeah, I've always been about getting the roads fixed. Which sounds great. But what I'm thinking of is this. If we're going to cut some spending, some real spending, we need to cut the spending on these fuels that we're buying. We need to cut on these coal plants that we're running and we're keeping finances up. Because, don't get me wrong, if you want to mine coal, that's your business, but there is no real reason for coal anymore. Right, we've got solar power, wind power, water power, corn power. Yeah, even waste. Why use something as finite and wasteful and planet killing as coal? And lose miners to freak accidents in those mines. Or oil. I was just going to say, well, look at the BP thing. How many spills have they had? Just in the last 10 years, probably like six or so. And all the sea life covered in oil. We out there with bottles of Dawn dishwashing. Shout out to Dawn. Thank you for making a dishwashing detergent that is safe to use on baby ducks and seals and penguins and anyone else that's caught in those oil spills. <coughs> so, if we can compare the number of oil spills in the last 10 years to the number of people held accountable for it, which is probably a big fat goose egg. 
Alright, folks, so people like our former Secretary of State and CEO of ExxonMobil. So, yeah, we're not picking on the former Secretary of State. Some things. Hey, once again. He even went the one just to take a picture with the workers. Yeah, yeah. So, that's his right as president. Yeah. Not to be biased. Now, we all have an opinion of things. So, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and justify anybody's actions, whether they were bad or good. But just saying, you know, we have to keep in mind, this is a show that doesn't take personal feelings or personal disagreement or objections to certain subjects. So, I am a Biden supporter. Yes, I am. Because he came from great places as Obama, Bill, and even Reagan. He came from places like that. So, I'm cool with that. I like President Reagan. Republican, because he came up with Reaganomics. He got rid of the soup lines. You say Reaganomics? Yeah, it was called Reaganomics. So he did something just to put his name on. No, the government gave that title to him. He didn't do that. Reagan was a moderate man. He was a movie star. He did not need the presidency. Just say what you want to say. Reagan also had a bunch of different claims that he had did things that was not supposed to be done to women. I don't remember. And he was pretty racist. I don't remember that either. So let me let me run something down for you, okay? So at this point in time, he grew up in a time where Racism was highly strong. Now, if he was really as racist as everyone says they thought he was, why in the world would he create food stamps for the poor? Hold on. Why would he get the disability thing going for the poor? Then, why would he turn around and do one of the most important things for the poor? He is a word you cannot come back to. Multiple different words you cannot come back from. Hey. Made multiple claims that you could not come back from. Hey. Well, like I said, everybody have a right to their opinion. But I'm looking at all the good things he did for the poor. I'm not saying he didn't do anything good. I'm saying if we're going to talk about Reagan or anybody else, because I'm not just going to pick on Reagan. If you want to talk about anybody, People got to know the good side and the bad side. You can't just feed them the good stuff without them hearing the bad stuff. Because then when they go and look it up, they be like, oh, well, this person ain't telling us this part or anything like that. You got to be completely biased when it comes to giving information. True that. I agree with you. But you know what? With me, I didn't see none of it, so I didn't verify none of that because... It never pops up on my thing. I just know growing up in the 80s, I know how we transferred from my mama standing over there on Cass and West Florissant at an old bank at a trailer, a tractor trailer giving out cheese and canned beans and canned meat to my mama getting these little things that was called food stamps. And she could literally go in the store and buy us some food to eat. So she wasn't standing out there on Saturday morning trying to get food to feed us. And come to find out, that was during the Reagan era where he came up with those things. Then he turned right back around and said, hey, there is no hospitals in the poor communities. They have to go a thousand miles. So tell you what, I don't want them going to my hospitals, so I give them their own. And that's how you came up with hospitals in the hood. Because a long time ago, you couldn't even find a hospital in the black community. 
they had to ride to the white community, then be separated and made the wait and have the black people that went to the hospital. So Reagan said, hey, let me put some in their area that they can go to and get seen by their doctors. And guess what? The life expectancy went up. Then he said, hey, you know what? Russia wants to try themselves. So he contacted Mr. Gorbachev and told him, hey, shut it down or you're going to see what we can do. And then he watched this movie called The Day After. He called Mr. Gorbachev and said, you know what? You need to watch this movie too, man, because what I just seen, I don't want to ever have. And guess what? Very shortly, Gorbachev hurried up and signed that paper, which is called the Peace Accord, because he did not want to let happen what they say in that movie. That short clip was enough to make them say, whoa. So he turned right back around and he said, hey, Mr. Gorbachev, won't you please take that wall down? And guess what? The Berlin Wall came down. He said, hey, I want to explore space. So he came up with the Star Wars program. People thought it was a joke. Oh, he spent $50 million on the toilet seat. But guess what? That toilet seat and all that stuff was just this cover to get more finances done for the space program and for the black communities. Some say Reagan was a drug dealer because the Ghetto Boys, which was a rap group back in the 90s and 80s, said that he was a gangster and he brought drugs into the black communities for the you-know-whos. And then he came right back around and came out with the drug bust down to get out of black communities. Well, I hate to tell you this, but every president is a drug dealer. They just don't realize what they're transporting. Because there are little entities that they don't know about that works up under the government that does those drug deals and sell weapons to our enemies and to our friends. And by the time the president finds out about it, guess what? He's out of office. So let's be fair. Every president don't know everything that's going on in his house because the CIA going to do their thing, the FBI is going to do their thing, and the military, for God's sake, has never told the country or its president what they really do behind closed doors. Well, I think they're called the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Military, Air Force, Marines, and Navy don't have to tell the president crap unless they want to i should know i'm not gonna say how i know but i should know there was even scenarios for situations that even the president the most important man on this united states of american soil didn't even know and won't ever know so yes i support reagan I don't blame Reagan for every single thing that went wrong in certain communities like everybody else did. <laughs> because he did something for me and my family. He got us out from that doggone back of that truck and that long line waiting on a block of cheese, which was some good cheese. Melted real good on some bread. Best cheese toast sandwich I ever had. But he got rid of those cans of meat and people walking around starving and sitting out here trying to find something to eat and feed their kids. So that's why I'm a Reagan supporter. And I support the other guys too. So, like I said, that's my opinion. Dex, I might have rambled on. What about you? I think that's enough sound, right? All right. So we're going to move along to the next thing, which is going to be a nice song, Dex. What do you have for me? Little instrumentals, little music, little wicked music. Oh, that's it. Let me say it. Uh, All right, this one's a little more guitar oriented. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. CJ, this for you, homie.
that's what I'm saying. All the words, I, I, I get that. I get that shit. Okay, you got to see she you still want. need shit. I got, I got shit that I'm supposed to be getting. I got that. Well, that's what it's called the 50-50. That means she puts her more in and help you out, too. You can't always run and say, I'm helping you out, and she ain't helping you out. She might not be the greatest thing on this planet, but guess what? She will bring out those stamps. She will bring out that money. She will bring out that conversation real quick so I want to talk about 720 720 2001 what happened that day oh Monique gonna kill you oh what happened July 20 2001 I don't know what happened that day Dex I don't know I was only two years old Really? 7-20-2001? I mean, 2021. My bad. Oh, my wedding day. Okay, 21. My bad, folks. I got. I had a, a, a limit of numbers. I got them confused. So, on this day, it was a nice, warm day. We Ooh, said... Yeah, I said warm. You know, it wasn't hot, hot like today. Today was just, just like drastic warm. Then again, I was in the soup clothes. Yeah, me, I was at Tower Grove Park at the playground, the old playground pavilion. Pavilion. And it was cool, you know, we read it so we could do our wedding thing and we videotaped the wedding and all that good stuff. And it was another one of those proud days in my life. Not because I was the officiate in it, but because my baby Momo, and my son Dex finally got it all sealed, signed, and delivered. To say, even though we might have been married the first time, but we're not for sure how the first one went, we was or we wasn't. But now we know for a fact. Oh no, we wasn't. The minister was a fraud. Well, okay, well then, now you are legal. So. Talk about humiliating. It was a. Am I right, Jacob? It was a a beautiful day to me for the simple fact I actually had my other daughters there, and they were being themselves, but at the same time they were being cool too. They didn't start no fights or issues. And my mom, she had finally made out of hospital. We was afraid that she wasn't going to be here in June. I mean, July to do the wedding because she had just had a stroke. But with the grace of God and her, then my mama pushed through that crap and went home. And was able to, I mean, we pulled up on her the day other way, like, come on, mama, we ready to go. And she's like, it's tomorrow. I'm like, mama, I told you it was today, like weeks in advance. But I give it that she had a stroke, so it kind of affected her a little bit. But guess what? Mama is moving around. Mama is being herself. She might have a little speech problem, but my mama is my mama. It was still great to see her. Yes. So shout out to my mom. I love you. I know you're not listening to the podcast because you don't know how to do that. But a shout out to you. Shout out to the man upstairs. I got a big piece of cake with your name on it. The queen upstairs. Your baby did it. She's married. Dex is married. Your babies are all together now. So shout out to you, big queen, to the queen grandmother and the queen mother. Shout out to all y'all. And I just want to tell people that when a father walks his daughter down the aisle, it's one of the greatest things ever because I walked 
my oldest daughter down the aisle with her daddy and his daddy. But then to officiate my own baby's wedding, which I didn't walk down the aisle, but I was the one who said, in the name of God, the mother and everyone, I am proud to say that Dexton Barnett now is with Talisha Barnett. And it was beautiful. So shout out to my babies. I love y'all. Daddy loves y'all. And we love you too, Dad. So Dex, give me a recap. How you think? Give me a little just give us a little taste of what, what happened. Did we have what type of food or what did y'all say or what did y'all do? Um leading up to the wedding, we decorated the place. And then Papa went to handle business that is pick up the food, which was chicken wings and Italian, and also some really good cake, buttercream. Um, for the meantime, though, I was awaiting for Papa. Let's see. I got my hair braided into two braids. I talked to Ashton on the phone. I can't remember if he was actually on the phone while we were up there. Did you ever... So nasty. Shout out, boy. I love you. Shout out to Ash, Stepdog 12, whenever he go by. I still can't figure out how rap chat works, so I'm going to leave that alone right now for listening, Ash. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was good to talk to you the other day. Who else was that? Jay Money was there. Yep, my other daughter-in-law is going to be. Yes. I hope she's all right. Then we had Jay Rock. My as best, the best man. My best man. I was so proud to see my son stand up as the best man, giving his brother his support. My ride or die. My namesake. And then, Madam C and the kids was there. Shout out to them. She helped cater some of the food and cater some of the things. And then, best of all, the bride herself. My Momo, my Mimi, my baby of destruction. Uh, they say when you have a girl that is an evil genius, be afraid. In this family of baby as an evil genius, we reward him. <laughs> yes. The roster. The man with the plan, his own record label podcast, always masterminding his own projects. Again, another child that I am proud to have. And to my baby that's passed away, Patricia. I know you would have been a great one too, baby. Daddy loves you. May you rest in peace. And I hope you got your little brother Richard up there with you. Hope you call up with him and say, I got you, little bro. So, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for the wedding that showed up. We had a good time. We had food. We had music. We had a nice scenery. Believe it or not, it was a very nice scenery, folks. If you can and you need a venue, call Tower Grove Park. Shout out to Tower Grove. They hooked us up. One thing that I may ask about the wedding. Who's in charge of DJing? There was multiple people. Probably. We was using a speaker and a smartphone, a Bluetooth. So because you couldn't bring live bands and you couldn't have really loud speakers and the music had to be at at least a neutral background well that means right so i guess that means so you didn't offend folks with gangster rapping or too much of the other type of music no heavy metal and rock it had to be more like a neutral setting but all in all i think everything went good to me i mean we had cake we had chicken i made a salad and you know we had plenty of drinks like sodas and water no liquor it was bob bring your own bottle if you wanted to and then my baby made her own tiara it was very beautiful 
She had black and white flowers that she painted herself. She altered the cake to her liking, which is a very beautiful cake. True. It went from one layer to two. And then she came up with an all black bouquet that she painted. Yeah. So very artistic. Uh, artistic? Yes. Yeah, artistic. They're very creative, yeah. So once again, folks, we had a great day. Rock, what about you, man? What do you think about the day? It was a nice birthday, you know what I'm saying? Even off that hitch. Cell phones getting on live and talking and you know, oh, yeah, just, just chilling around. And, oh, yeah, y'all know I had to claim my bro. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Jay, I'm going to get on your head. You know what I'm saying? I'm To be fair, we can't say it didn't go off without a hitch. We can't say it went off without a hitch. Because hmm? I got hitched. <laughs> To be honest, bro, I was walking through that park and I'm going to tell you, this person, I'm not going to say what it meant for none of that. Man. <laughs> this man walked up on me. I think you in the wrong area. I say, nah, I ain't in the wrong area. Now, y'all know Jay, bro. I'm cocky. I don't care who you is. And they ain't just fact I'm cocky. You ain't finna tell me where I can be and what I'm not. You ain't finna do that. So he said, I think you in the wrong area. I say, nah, I'm right where I need to be. So I'm with J Money and she she all like, come on, let's just come on, man. Let's go back. I'm like, okay. So we get to walking back. He yelled something about lynching us. I say, that's if you get off the ground before you get to us. He say, what you mean? I say, if you come our way, I'm going to still off on you. Yeah, where is, I mean, where This is on, this when we was on our way to the bathroom. I'm going to come back and tell me. I didn't feel like I needed to. For the simple fact, and the thing about it is, y'all, everybody know I stand 5'6 five, or 5'5. Five, five. I ain't gonna say which one, but five, six, five, five. Dude, like he was four nine. That's it. About dude came up to my neck, bro. All I see, he move his shirt. I see this Nazi symbol on his arm. I, I think it's called a swastika. I'm like, okay, bro. Let me go ahead and just go back over there, cause me knowing me, uh, if I got somebody with me, I ain't finna, I ain't finna rock out like I want to. But if I'm by myself. Hey, we finna duke it out. I'm finna punch you in your mouth. But I had my girl with me, so I made the better choice to just walk away and let it go. After that, I don't, I don't think he was still in the park after that. But other than that, you know what I'm saying? It was pretty good. I mean, it was a nice, wonderful day. All right. Next time, just let me know when something like that happens. And I'll take care of it. But, uh, Mo, you want to comment on the day? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Especially just coming out of triage the day before, right? Yeah, we was nervous, folks, because she went in for an appointment, and the whole time me, Madam C, was just yeah, sitting there sweating like, is she going to make a one? I'm not going to go into detail, but we're just very glad to be there. I'm very glad to be with each other. Yeah. I also want to say something publicly. Yeah, what's up? Whoever switched around the song so that way me and Momo's first dance was forever by R. Kelly. You are hereby fired from any future event I plan. What was the song? Forever by R. Kelly. Nobody rocking Kelly. I don't remember that song. Whoever put that on for our first dance, you are hereby fired from any future events, loving entertainment plans, present, future, and far future. I'm talking 24th century. Wow, that's deep. I still don't know if I ever heard that R. Kelly song that he's talking about, but I don't know. I will say though, that dance you have in Momo was pretty good. Oh yeah, the father and the daughter dance. Yeah. I was trying to teach her ballroom dancing because she knows how to dance, but she did. She never did ballroom. 
So I went a little bit old school, you know, the whole Yeah, the twirls, the yeah. walks. And it's it's kind of funny because believe it or not, people think because I'm from the streets and I have that rough background or whatever that I wasn't taught classic code dance. That's where the misconception comes in because my daddy surrounded me around classical dancing, uh, classical music. Because once again, like my daddy and like me, he grew up in the streets. He grew up fighting and banging and everything else. But my daddy still was a very educated man. Who you thought? Who you think taught me about our real history? And he would sit there and talk to me. He like, son, don't believe this because this is not right. This is the real deal. And I was like, but daddy, every time I tell it to my teacher, I get in trouble. So my dad made a trip up to the school and told this teacher, like I told my son's teacher and my daughter's teacher, if I'm wrong, prove me wrong. And guess what? They never could. They never could because they would look at me like, oh, he's one of the parents that came up here. To call me out. <laughs> now I got show proof, and I don't have proof. And they like, well, you know what? Maybe it was, but it's not what the book says. And we gotta go by what the book says to grade him the right grade. And my neighbor will be like, that's fine. Fell him if you need to fell him, but at least he's gonna know the real truth. And I inflict that with my kids. I always tell them, you might get in trouble for what you say or what you write, but as long as you know that it's the truth. You're going to be free because the truth will set you free. And now that there is this whole redevelopment of the educational system where they are now telling kids the truth about certain things, now those teachers who try to tell me and tell my kids that they was wrong is sitting there with egg on their face like, oh, wow, where did that shift come from? And that's what I mean about equality and changing. The whole racist thing is changing at a high scale that people don't like. And the reason why is because people are becoming more aware of what's going on. They're becoming more aware of what the struggles are. They're becoming more aware of what their real history is. And people don't like that, so they want to keep that a secret and try to hide it, but they can't. So, with that being said, so with that being said, that I want to go on here and just get people to understand that you have to know your truth and your history. And those are the key things that people don't follow. So, I hope everyone had a good time with the J Kingdom. Tomorrow night show, I'm thinking about when I do my mystery channel show, which I might tell a dark story or something or a funny bit. But as usual, you know, it's always going to be either science fiction, sci-fi, things of that nature. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to us. The J Kingdom Hour. I know I didn't talk about crypto, so I'll give you a quick rundown on that. They're still trying to dig their little grubby fingers in. They're still trying to regulate it. They're still trying to push it out of the market, which you can't. Because once it's been embedded, it's embedded. Now you can either deal with it or work against it. So once again, I want to say good night to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. To my friends A, my friends E, my friends M, you know what I'm saying? G, Ben and Larry. Ben, I know you're listening, bro. Holla at me. My boy uh, CJ, you and your fam, I know y'all listening to us. We want to appreciate and thank you. Guys, anything? Uh, yeah, shout out everybody. Shout out Swag, shout out T-Dog. Shout out C, shout out Dr. Trees. Hey, Avon. Uh, yeah. Rock. Shout out Jay. Shout out Jay. I'll see you.
My sister D. My baby mama. Long live Bill. Let's see. My bride you know. Long live Sugar. Rich. My daddy. My brother. My son. All right. Good night, Still folks. Still reserved. Keep these coming, buddy. Good night.